Pass First point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're saying happy birthday to point guard Damian Lillard. The man who has done so many things for the city of Portland and the Portland Trailblazers, including giving us all this moment. Tied at 115, crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard, spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight, working it down to two to one, a deep three. Oh! What? Blazers win the series, a walk-off three from Lillard. Indeed, that man who hit a bad shot against OKC, turned 30 today. Happy birthday, Damian Lillard. That's what we're going to do in today's show. We are going to celebrate the Blazers' point guard, the Blazers' captain, the Blazers' leader, the Blazers' franchise. Birthdays in general offer us a chance to reflect, so let's take a moment to do that and what Damian Lillard has given the Blazers since joining them in 2012 as the number six pick in the NBA draft. Well, he was the unanimous rookie of the year that year. And a first-team all-rookie selection since then, he is a five-time NBA All-Star and a four-time All-NBA performer. He's basically gotten better every year he's in the he's been in the league. His scoring average going up from 19 a game during that rookie of the year season to 28.9 during this now suspended campaign that I guess unfinished 28.9 there in in the 2019-2020 season. He delivered in 2014 what was Probably at the time, the best shot in franchise history, hitting a three-pointer with .9 seconds left to beat the Houston Rockets in the first round of the NBA playoffs, giving the Blazers their first playoff series win in 15 years, 14 seasons. He established himself as one of the great clutch performers in the league, and over the past four seasons as one of the best leaders in the league, and Perhaps, for the first time this season, the unquestioned best player at his position. Sure, Steph Curry missed the whole year, but there wasn't like a debate for who is the second best point guard. Damian Lillard sees that mantle and left no doubts, including a brief run from late January until the All-Star break when he was the best player in the NBA. He averaged over 40 a game. He had six straight games when he had eight three-pointers. He just was as good as we've ever seen him and perhaps the best uh, any player in a Blazer jersey has ever been. And on top of all the basketball stuff, he just seems like a good dude. He, in my interactions with him, which are admittedly transactional, that is the nature of media and basketball player, media and subject, and maybe even outside of sports. Um, He has been incredibly gracious with his time, thoughtful with his answers, and accommodating. He is the type of NBA player that actually responds to text messages and picks up when you call. An absolute rarity. And certainly a rarity for someone of his stature. Dame is just an authentically good guy. He treats people with respect, He's incredibly loyal to 
people who are loyal to him. Uh, this is something I've written about in the past, but also just kind of experienced. If you roll with Dame and treat him right, whether you are a teammate, you know, uh, member of the media or just person who works for the Blazers organization, he will treat you right. And that doesn't mean he's going to like hook you up and give you special treatment, but he will show you the respect that you earn. And I think for the most part, that is the way he also treats the city of Portland, the, a, a community that has embraced him and raised him to be the most famous person in the state, the most famous person in the city. And he has made it a point to give back in ways that he sees authentic, going into high schools and promoting uh, this respect campaign, which is basically just telling kids to show up and act nice. Those are the important values, things that he embodies. But typically this day happens in the middle of summer once kind of after summer league has has played out its first big weekend and after the draft and after most of the uh free agency hubbub has died down that's typically when damien lewis celebrates his birthday it happens kind of uh on social media or whatever and i guess he has parties in portland these are not things i attend but maybe you out there have attended but uh they kind of happen in the background. It's, it is a, oh, Dame's, Dame is a year older. And this birthday is a little bit unique because he is celebrating it just before they're about to play basketball in two weeks. They're uh, 15 days away, 16 days away from starting their restarting the season there in Orlando. And Damian Lillard, probably for the first time ever, is around all of his Blazer teammates as he celebrates his birthday. And reportedly, they are throwing him a small party in Orlando. So check your Instagram feeds and Twitter accounts and whatnot, and you will see the Blazers celebrating their point guard, a guy who deserves it and probably hasn't, you know, he, I'm sure guys get together and celebrate with him when they're, it's just a random July, but this is everybody together, coaching staff and all that around each other to celebrate with him. Uh, already from social media, CJ McCollum and, and had some help from, I assume, some members of the Blazers staff to decorate Damien's door his hotel room door with balloons and streamers for his 30th birthday. So they're already doing some little cheeky birthday stuff. But that's what I wanted to get in on the fun here and have Locked on Blazers celebrate Damian Lillard. In the next couple segments, I want to talk about what Damian Lillard's next step is. He is entering some unprecedented adult basketballing territory with the Blazers. Very few have accomplished what he is likely to accomplish after their 30th birthday while wearing a Trailblazers uniform. And then we're going to hear from Sean Hyken, who's got a new podcast about the NBA and the Trailblazers, and he's going to share one of his favorite Dame memories. It's a celebration, y'all. All right. Damian Lillard's 30th birthday. Happy birthday to Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard, the letter O, number zero, the Blazers captain, the league's best point guard this season, a likely first-team All-NBA performer, and quite frankly, almost certainly by the time he hangs it up, the greatest Blazer in franchise history. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit here, what a 30th birthday means for the Blazers' record books. Damian Lillard turned 30. That means when the when next season starts, whatever we call it, the 2020-2021 season, it's a mouthful, 2020-2021. 
yikes, I'm going to struggle with that all year. Y'all can look forward to that. But Damien Lode is entering some unprecedented territory, or very likely to enter some unprecedented territory. I looked up NBA players who have averaged at least 25 points per game after their 30th birthday, or the way Basketball Reference does it, which is where I got this information, is in their age 30 season. So that would be when you are, when the season starts, how old you are. So the next next year, when the next regular season begins, Dame will be in his age 30 season. I'm not sure what they're going to do with stats in Orlando. I have no idea. Uh, I actually saw Seth Partnow of The Athletic, who used to be the analytics manager for the Bucks and is an NBA stats guru or nerd, depending on your opinion, ask like, hey, uh, other stats guys, how are we going to treat this these Orlando stats? Like, what do we do with these eight games? So I don't know. i I legitimately don't know, and I guess I don't care, because what I'm talking about is next season. So, age 30 seasons, guys who's average over 25 a game, it is it is a who's who of mostly Hall of Fame types. Kareem did it twice, Ray Allen did it twice, Larry Bird did it twice, Kobe Bryant five times. Of the active guys, Steph Curry has one, Kevin Durant has one, James Harden has one, Russell Westbrook has one, LeBron has six. But the other names on this list of guys sort of in the modern era who have averaged at least 25, have had a 25-plus points per game season are, like I said, Hall of Fame types. Wilt Chamberlain, Alex English, George Gervin, you know, two of the great scorers from the 80s. Allen Iverson did it three times. MJ did it four times. Bernard King had one in the 90-91 season. Karl Malone six times, a dude who was really good basically until he wasn't. He had to 25 and 15 in the year 2000. Shout out to Karl Malone. Not a good dude, but a good basketball player. Dirk did it twice. Shaq had one season after his 30th birthday where he averaged 25 a game. Hakeem four times after his 30th birthday. And Dominique Wilkins five times after his 30th 30th birthday, including coming back from an Achilles tear. But who's not on the list is anyone who ever wore a pinwheel jersey. No blazers on the list. That's right, Clyde Drexler never averaged 25 a game after his 30th birthday. In fact, the most points he averaged after his 30th birthday, 22 a game when he was 31 in 93-94. Excuse me, 94-95, his last partial season with the Blazers. In fact, in Trailblazers history and, and basketball references points per game database goes back to the 46-47 season. So since the franchise has been in existence, there have only been four seasons where guys in their age 30 season or above have averaged at least even 17 points per game. Clyde at age 30 averaged 19.9 in 92-93. He averaged... 19.2 at 31 and 93-94, and then his that 94-95 season, like I mentioned, averaged 22 before leaving. So Clyde holds three of them, and the only other player to average at least 17 a game after their 30th birthday? Michael Thompson in the 84-85 season. Now, if you shrink it back, to 16 a game or 15 a game, you get Carmelo Anthony and Hassan Whiteside this season. So it's not like there's never been good years for dudes in their 30s. That's what I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to suggest that. You know, Arvidas Sabonis had good years after his 30th birthday, and scoring is not the only measure of a good basketball player. But Damian Lillard, a 30-year-old adult, is likely going to hold every record for dudes in their 30s with the Blazers. These are kind of uh, minutia for stat dorks like me, but 
I think it gives you a sense of the type of longevity he's had with this franchise and the type of longevity he's had in the league. If he hits his career marks, averaging 24 a game, and how he has he's averaged at least 25 a game for each of the last six seasons, but let's just say for, for, for average's sake, he hits 24 a game. It'll be the highest scoring season by anyone age 30 or older in Blazers history. And he'll join that elite list that I read off for you at the beginning of this segment. Dame is ready to hold basically every record. And he's ready to be, he's ready to have one of the great long careers that anyone in a Blazer uniform has ever had. And I think that's what we should celebrate on his birthday. Not necessarily the, all the individual achievements and the trip to the Western Conference Finals and some heroic playoff moments and some, uh, just a slew of last second shots. I think what, what I would encourage you to appreciate when reflecting on the passage of time and Damian Lillard turning 30 is how much he has given the franchise and how special of a player he is. He is embarking on the next stage of his career and a stage that very few, basically none, Read none other than Clyde. And even then, Dame's going to probably have better seasons than Clyde ever had past his 30th birthday. So Dame is heading to a place that likely no Blazer has ever been. And this is when I say he is going to be the greatest Blazer of all time is because he's going to have this longevity and these scoring records that no one has approached. I mean... CJ McCollum might get up in here and be a 30-year-old averaging 20-plus points per game and kind of throw away some of these numbers. He's coming quickly. Enjoy these silly stats while I gave them to you. But for now, for what Dame has given you during his eight seasons with the team, be appreciative of it. Be, you can take a moment to reflect on your favorite Dame moments because there's been a lot of them. And that's what we're going to do to close out the show. Sean Hyken of Bleacher Report has a new podcast coming out about the Trailblazers. He's going to come on to share his favorite Damian Lillard moment and tell you a little bit about the new podcast. That's what we'll do to close out the show. Still a pass for his point guard. And you're still listening to Lockdown Blazers. And joining me now, Bleacher Report's own Sean Hyken, also Portland, Oregon's own Sean Hyken. How you doing? Doing all right. How about you? Hanging in, man. Hanging in. Can't complain. It's Damien Damien Lamont, Ollie Lillard's 30th birthday. We're celebrating the Blazers point guard at the letter O. Um, Does he have other nicknames? Dame? I don't know. Uh, Dame Time. Does anyone call him that? That's sort of more like a state of being. I mean, look at his basketball reference. What is his basketball reference? Oh, God. Those are always so bad. Dame. Big game Dame. Not a thing anyone calls him. Sub-Zero. Not a th- I've heard I've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one more for Russ than for him. Yeah, or I've heard it for Austin Rivers. Um, That's okay. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, people call Austin Rivers that. Yeah, well, uh, Logo Lillard, which was a very brief nickname. Yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, and Dame Dalla, different on level. The, yeah. the Lord allows. That is true. That is his full rap name. Okay. Well, uh, while Basketball Reference is a wonderful source of 
uh, nicknames. It's not as wonderful source of memories as you, Sean, someone who's been around Damian Lillard since basically his rookie season. Is that about when you started covering the league full-time? Yeah. Yeah, so 2012, Sean was there, and so was Dame. What I want to do, what I want to ask you, Sean, is uh, sharing your favorite Damian Lillard memory. What is, mm-hmm. um, when, when you think of Dame, what is one of your favorite memories? And we're going to just say that the, that the .9 shot and the 37-footer bad shot are not on the table. What are your, what are your non-series-ending favorite Dame memories? So I'm going to take it all the way back and go to his first summer league. Because that was also my first summer league. When I was just starting to cover the league full-time, I went out there for the first time. And that was his and he was kind of the main attraction of Summer League, because remember that year, that was the year of the 2012 uh, London Olympics. Yeah. And then Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis was gone. Yeah. Well, Anthony Davis was the number one pick that year. And usually whenever the at Summer League, the, the number one pick is is the guy that everybody's trying to see. But that year, Blake Griffin got injured during Team USA training camp. And so Anthony Davis was the last minute replacement. Right, and right. so he was with the national team. He wasn't even playing at Summer League. And so with him not there, Dame was basically the most hyped guy going in. Yeah, because the rest of the draft the wasn't as fun. You're not going to see go see Michael Kidd Gilchrist in Summer League and, um, I guess, Brad, young Brad Beal. But, um, yeah. And Dion Waiters to some extent. But, but Dame was certainly um, – he was, he was the big hype for sure. Yeah, because he had kind of had that weird rise where he played at – Weber State, which is a small school, and he he didn't have. It's not even like he played at a small school, but he had a big tournament run, like Steph Curry did when he played at Davidson or something like that. He had this, you know, he played at a small school, and then he just kind of rose up late in the draft process because he just blew people away at the combine and at workouts and at these interviews that he had with teams. And he basically goes from nobody'd heard of him going into the combine to he gets picked sixth overall by Portland. And then he's immediately like talked about like, oh, is this going to be the rookie of the year? Is this is this? The... And then you our first real look at him was Summer League. And that was I mean, Summer League. I mean, you've been to a few Summer Leagues. I've been to this year since it's obviously not a Summer League at all this year. Like this is the first time in eight years that I haven't been at Summer League or nine years. Yeah, I think I've been to four. So I, I have experienced the, the beauty of Summer League and the hype. But I remember writing that summer that Damian Lode was reminding scouts of a young Derek Rose and getting yeah. flamed on the internet for being an idiot. Well, this was when Rose was still, he had just had the torn ACL in the 2012 playoffs. Yeah. So he, but he was still thought of as. He was just like, fresh off the MVP. Yeah. So he was still thought of as, oh, you know, he's going to get healthy and then he's just going to go back to being the MVP level Derrick Rose. Like that was still the way he was thought of in league circles at the time. And so comparing people to him at the time was just trying to kind of seen as blasphemous. Now, obviously, Dame is a much better shooter than Rose. Yeah, the internet was was mean to me, Sean. They were mean to me. I was a very new into the NBA blogging world and they were mean to me about the story. And all I did was quote like David Thorpe or something like that. Oh man, the NBA blogging world in 2012 was just like a different world. <laughs> it certainly that's, was. That's where that's where I came up. Uh, now, but yeah, I mean, so, but summer league it's hard because uh, like th- there are some times where guys look good at summer league and you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like he scored a bunch of points against scrubs at summer league, and then there are other times where you can look at a guy and see how they play at summer league and actually think, okay, I can see how this is going to translate. And there's three guys that from my years covering summer league that I remember feeling that way about one of them was 
Ben Simmons the year before he had the broken foot and misses rookie season the year he was actually the number one pick yeah he was awesome that was my uh, first summer league yeah you could just tell like he was just making some unreal passes yeah he was so and, good he also like, they said how do you see that and he said with my eyes one of the great summer league quotes right? of all time yeah well that well I mean I do a whole summer league quote thing because I have a, a contender for that but uh but the uh yeah Ben Simmons was one and then another one was Kristaps Porzingis mm-hmm. where I saw him, I mean, I don't think he was, like, I don't remember him, like, dominating Summer League, but I saw the way he was playing and just, like, his defense and then just the way he could shoot. And I was just, like, I don't know if this guy's going to be a superstar, but, like, he's dark. He's not dark. Like, he's going to be a good NBA player, which, obviously, whenever you draft a tall, white European guy who's a big man shooter, there's always the question, oh, is he going to be Darko? And I, I, I walked away from Kristaps Porzingis at Summer League being like, okay, he's not going to be a bust. He's mm-hmm. gonna be. He's gonna be at least good in the NBA. Yeah, I felt the same way about then, An- Anthony Bennett. So yeah, go on. And then the other one was Dane. Yeah, and I, that it was just like I don't remember what his stats. I think he averaged like I just I was just looking up some stuff about it before I came on because I knew this is what I was going to talk about. He averaged twenty six points a game. I don't remember what his percentages were, but there, there were you could definitely look at the way he played and said, okay, he's taking good shots. He's making good passes. Like he seems like he's controlling the game pretty well. Like you can see how this is gonna because. It's, it's not going to be like, because Dame won co-MVP of Summer League that year. You know who's this other co-MVP? Josh Selby. Josh Selby, who was kind of more of a classic, like, guy who fills up the box score. He scores a ton of points at Summer League, but it's just, okay, he's going to score a lot of points against Scrubs. Great job. Whereas Dame, you could just even tell back then that, like, okay, this guy is, like, this is this is legit. Like, this guy is actually going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was right away. Because, you because like, basically right from his debut, his, like, his, his first game against the Lakers where, uh, when it was the Steve Nash, Dwight Howard Lakers. Yeah, and he had 2011 and, and five in his NBA yeah. debut. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, like this is this is this is gonna happen a lot faster than maybe we thought it would. I, I thought it was gonna be like, okay, he's gonna be decent his rookie year, and then after a couple of years, he's gonna be, uh, you know, he's he's gonna become a star. But no, it was like pretty much instantaneous. Yeah, I mean, he was he was good right away, and and like you said, he was good right away in Vegas, and it wasn't just because of the the highlights um and there's there's the incredible highlight where he just crams all over my guy keith benson um Mm -hmm. shout out to keith benson i only know him because summer league damian lillard just absolutely throttled you but he just had a demeanor he just had that sort of that damian lillard swagger that we now um totally associate with him and he had it right away as soon as he stepped on the court in vegas i'm the best player i'm gonna prove it well, not just the swagger, but also just, you know, you talk to him because I was in those media sessions or and yeah, I got to talk to him and, you know, introduce myself to him and kind of t- you know, ch- chat with him a little bit. And you could just kind of see that he's a guy who just goes about things the right way and is about the right things and and the right things are important to him. And he you're just like, OK, this guy has the maturity where like he's going to be able to handle being the face of a franchise pretty much from day one in the NBA, because there are some guys who have the talent, but. You know, emotionally, they're not mature enough at that age to be able to ready. do that. With Dame, was with Dame, ready. you're just with Dame. I was just like, I being around him, I was just like, okay, he's gonna be fine. So yeah, Sean Hyken, your memory, your Dame memory is knowing right away that Dame was a stud. Let's get mm-hmm. you out of here, but before you do, you got a a Blazers adjacent podcast launch, and tell us about that. Relaunching, actually. So me and. Uh, friend of the program former host eric gunderson oh they know uh, listeners know eric he's well known and people parts. know yeah we we used to do a podcast back in the day called bulls versus blazers named after the early 90s uh video game and it was when i was still on the bulls beat and eric was still on the blazers beat for the columbian 
And so that's why we did. I mean, it kind of started out as co- sort of like a generic, like, and just NBA podcast, just two guys talking about the NBA podcast. And then we kind of realized pretty quickly that, like, there are just so many of those that that's just, like, not really what we want to do. So we kind of just started making fun of more of the reality show elements of mm-hmm. the NBA. And it kind of grew into this thing. We, we ended up stopping doing it because, uh, like, Eric got laid off at the Columbian in 2016, and I... T- Guy, I started doing Locked on Bulls, so I was just kind of had more stuff taking up my time. But now we kind of figured, like, we actually just did, and this is, I guess, also a thing I could plug, but we have been doing this podcast called Feel Free to Comment, which is about the show Survivor's Remorse, which I don't know if you've watched it, but it's a show that LeBron executive produced on Stars. Mm-hmm. There's a sitcom about an NBA player and his family, and it's brilliant. It's it's really funny, and I th- nobody's seen it because it's on Stars and nobody has Stars, <laughs> but it's the kind of show that I think if, if it was on like HBO or Netflix or like some platform that people actually had, it's... Uh, like it's a show that I think a lot of like NBA Twitter would be really into if any of them had the ability to watch it if it was on a network besides Stars. But Eric and I have been really high on this show for a long time. It's it, it's canceled now, but it was four seasons, and we've been you know since since we, we've been talking about doing a Survivor's Remorse podcast for a long time. And then once the pandemic hit and we got you know the season got shut down and we were all just kind of stuck at home, we decided okay, let's finally do it. We're almost done recording it. We've been we're kind of staggering it out. I think we're going to keep putting episodes out until September. Nice. So that one's called that one's called Feel Free to Comment. All and all types of audio content. Yes. And so then we're but, but the Bulls versus Blazers we're going to relaunch. We stopped doing it a few years ago, but we're going to relaunch it uh probably close to the restart of the season, maybe towards the end of the month. But look out be on the lookout for Yeah, that. wherever you get podcasts, be on lookout in your feeds Bulls versus Blazers um an homage to a classic video game from the early 90s. Yeah. And then if I ever get access to my Twitter account back, you can follow me at Hiking. Yeah, hit him up. I have faith that Twitter will figure out its funny, funny problems yeah. um, of suspending the blue checks. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. We will have you back on soon. Yeah, good to talk to you, Mike. That's going to do it for today's show. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can find it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.